Welcome back to the virtual video store. Matt, how are you? Good. How are you, Katie? <laughs> good, good. You are looking awesome in your sunglasses at night vibe. <laughs> <laughs> They're my shades. Oh, shades, shades. Uh, we'll get into that. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. I'm, uh, I'm going to be all about the puns today or... I don't know. Maybe they're puns. Maybe they're not puns. But we are we are rewinding it back to 1996 today to talk all about and maybe break into song about that thing you do. <laughs> you are we allowed Doing to do that, that thing you do? <laughs> we'll risk we'll risk getting sued for five seconds of that thing you do. <laughs> you think Tom Hanks would come after us for standing his movie? It feels. Yeah. It feels I, somewhat unlikely. <laughs> I know. I don't think America's dad would be upset that we are in love with America's dad. <laughs> oh my gosh! Absolutely, and I'm really proud of us because right before, so we do uh, a half an hour early sound check because a it's just fun to hang out and b and we, we feel it. we feel like probably we're going to need it. And today we absolutely needed it, but everyone watching and listening and catching us later should be really proud of us because we had all the audio issues and somehow we managed to be ready like right on time so we're nailing it we're just absolutely killing it today everything is smooth sailing here on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well as usual so if you are new to this show or you're just catching us we are in episode two last week we talked all about empire records which I mean, let's be real, it's probably one of our favorite movies, if not our absolute favorite movie. So um, we're, you know, we're rolling into this podcast with all of our favorites, even though everyone has been awesome in sending us all your recommendations. Keep doing that. At the end of last week, we said we would come up with an email address. And guess what? We have an email address. <laughs> so you can now email us your movie recommendations or drop them in the comments if you're watching live or if you're catching us on replay later on YouTube. Our email address is the VHS club pod at gmail.com. It is in the description and you can find us on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, but it's more fun to hang out in the live studio audience like doc and Tristan are right now. What hey, live I viewers? <laughs> it's incredible. Sorry, listeners later, you're missing all of the fun. You don't get to ask all of your questions. Uh, but yeah, this week we figured we would, we would, Take it into that thing you do, which is, again, one of our all-time favorites. But we promise we will take your movie recommendations soon. <laughs> <laughs> and the shtick of this show is that we are reviewing movies from the 90s. When we run out of 90s movies, we will be hanging out in the 80s and the early 2000s. Nat does all of the hard work and rewatches the movies and takes all of the notes. 
I take all of the credit. And hey, I came up with fun facts today. So so there you go. Pretty fun. I'm pretty pretty fun. Pretty fun, <laughs> fa- pretty fun facts. So let's kick it off. Are you ready? Do you have your notes ready, Nat? Are you gonna kick I us into do. <laughs> so this movie filmed in 1996 is starring an all-star cast all-star cast tom hanks mm-hmm. tom everett scott mm-hmm. steve zen <sighs> so good. jonathan and i'm gonna mess up saying his last name because i really just can't remember back to the jonathan 90s. we don't really like Sheet. your character <laughs> yeah he his character don't we'll get to that later because if i start now that's the whole podcast <laughs> it'll be over it'll just be like a why that's we don't it. like jonathan we don't even know your last name from that no, thing Jonathan, I'm sure, is lovely. It's just his character, Jimmy. It's true. I want to to I punch in the sack. Yeah. That's it. See, he played it, he played it too well, and so I blur well. I blur all oh. of those lines. So if you play your character really well, then I assume that that's who you are in real life. And I am either like hopelessly <laughs> no. in love with you or epically angry at you, depending on what character you've ended I'm up sure with. Jonathan's lovely. <laughs> Also in this, who we just know is lovely because we are obsessed and in love with him, Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry, who was also in Empire Records. So again, if you're keeping up with us, we have a theme. I feel like this is a theme. We're rolling Um, into a theme, yeah. And sticking to that theme, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Also, yeah. So we're just carrying over. We're going to have to find another (laughs) 90s movie that has both of them in it. It might be hard. Or any movie with them in it. I think that should be our obsession is Liv Tyler and Ethan Embry in movies together. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We also have some guest appearances in this movie by the beautiful Charlize Theron, Mm -hmm. who I have to say still looks exactly the same today as she did in this movie in 1996. I beautiful beautiful rita wilson colin hanks and giovanna ribisi who is a great character actor i love giovanna ribisi well i want to call this out right now at the very beginning and and just throw completely derail your notes and throw you completely off in that so colin hanks is in this movie and again another throwback to last week's episode because i'm just going to force you all to listen to last week's episode but Last week's episode, there was an actor's name in the credits we could not find in the movie, and it turns out he just wasn't yes. in the movie, right? This they deleted time, his piece. He filmed the movie. <laughs> so yes. this time around, Colin Hanks appears in the credits, but we yeah. were watching it on VHS because OG, and that's how we rolled. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we could not find Colin Hanks in this movie, and yeah. there was no youtube and ability to easily search and actually find where colin hanks was but now that there he is go frame by is, frame on a v he's tape. in like, this movie but it's no. very very quick and it, it bothered me for years and now that we're revisiting it and i've actually like seen the clip i can confirm yep. that colin hanks who i adore is in this movie but what a weird feeling to like throwing it back to to vhs we i rewinded the crap out of that movie and could not find him anywhere anywhere it's like I've, I've, he must have just been removed from the movie so no yeah. it's a quick scene what was yeah. it he's helping he uh Liv tyler yeah he helps Liv tyler's character faye um get through seated somewhere or through a crowd yeah it's like oh, a it's, no it's when they get seated uh, that's at the end of the movie yeah but, yeah yeah so good i missed it in my rewinding but it's there so, so yeah the you'll Hanks have to catch family, it for him. 
her majority majority of the Hanks family is in this movie. There's yeah, wife, Chet. Rita, son, Colin, and not Chet. No, he, I mean maybe was he a baby at the time? Was he, he was born yet? He was born. I built um, in my in my fun fact research. He was about I think he was three or four when it came out. Okay, uh, so he was so less he was obnoxious not. than he is now. So it's <laughs> just gonna let I'm just gonna let that ride out there. But yeah. yeah. So in the movie, it takes place in 1964, and it has that great feel that of like these old movies from the 60s, where it's like yeah. the the lettering, like the the signage on oh, yeah. the it's opening credit, yeah. like the the art, the opening credit art was very 1960s, and it shows the cars, the mom and pop shops, uh, playing the pop music which is new at the time and mm -hmm. it's super fun and colorful like they really set the scene for this movie absolutely we're very quickly introduced to guy patterson mm -hmm. um Jeez. who is played by tom everett <laughs> yes also he will be known as shades in the movie hence my cute little sunglasses my vintage 1960s sunglasses for our viewers you are absolutely impressive <laughs> because i'm i honestly walked into what i'm now calling the pod lab and i was like oh shoot did i wear this sweatshirt last week i'm not gonna notice that it's the same i've been living in this very comfy sweatshirt in the frigid new england temperatures so yes i'm i am jonesing yeah. all of your styles <laughs> Well, you can thank my grandmother for those sunglasses because those were her oh, original incredible. sunglasses back in the 60s. Yeah, right? That's so cool. Love it. You know, Love. sometimes you've got to hold on to some things. <laughs> they might come in handy for a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're quickly introduced to Guy. He's a jazz musician. He he's works with his parents in their appliance store. He's closing the store, counting the money seeing a theme again <laughs> yeah i know yeah it's lots of money on a jazz record drumming about and so we get this clear picture of this character um he's kind of listening to this music that's not popular at the time he's listening to black artists which i think is super cool mm -hmm. but makes him an outlier at the time in america i think Just like, like yeah that sounds correct to me it's yeah that sounds correct <laughs> It sounds correct, um, which makes me automatically love him. Mm -hmm. He's listening to good music. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, he clearly has an overbearing father who doesn't approve of his taste in music and doesn't approve in his creative sort of lifestyle that he wants to lead. Mm -hmm. But he's living a very safe lifestyle. Then immediately after that, we are introduced to the band. We're interested to um jimmy who is clearly the leader of the band and the a-type personality uh he thinks he's the creative genius um which let's just cut to the chase guy is actually the creative genius guy's not in the band yet but but he's clearly going to be the creative genius. yeah and Jimmy's full of shit he's mm -hmm. he's one of those people whose ego is bigger than than Talent. the world yeah um <laughs> We are introduced to Lenny, who is fun. He's introduced like fun. He's not taking anything serious. He's like, hey, we're doing a, a gig at the college. It's a talent show. He's like, that's going to be a hoot. Yeah, and he is the, he's the quote guy. Like every oh amazing God. quote in this movie is 100% Lenny. And we were chatting before yeah. we jumped on and like his, it's this 
very dry, sarcastic sense of humor that you almost have to watch a couple of times to really fully catch every brilliant line he has. Yeah. And his delivery it's, is just perfect. Rewatching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, Steve Zen's sarcasm. That was a thing. That was such a thing in the 90s. Like, I'm sure people hired him just to do him in movies yeah. back then. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yep. Um, and one of the other characters we meet is Giovanni Rabisi's Chad. He's the drummer and TB guy, um, who is, <laughs> or TB player, I should say. His yes, official TB character player. name is TB player, which is Ethan Embry. He's the bass player. Um, poor guy never actually got a name in the movie. No. So he's tv player he did and not. When, when katie and i were younger again being obsessed with ethan embry we just called him tv guy like TV we used guy. to like etch yeah. that into our copy books in high school <laughs> yeah and i've gotta TV I, guy heart. <laughs> TV guy heart. i've gotta i've gotta pause for a second here for a couple of fun facts and an amazing moment from our friend mary lou mandel but the first the first is all of the music in this movie of which it's like incredibly important to the movie itself. I, you know, obviously this is a movie about a band. Tom Hanks, who took his directorial, de directorial debut, that's hard to say, in this, <laughs> in this movie, um, couldn't afford to include literally any music from the 60s in this movie because it's yeah. so beloved and so expensive that they wrote all of the music for this movie. Like he worked with modern day at the time, nineties bands to be able to write all of the music for this movie. And I just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Very just, authentic sounding sixties music really puts you in that time. Period. Absolutely incredible. And this, and I'm going to read this comment because this is exactly like our love for TB guy, the bass guy. <laughs> who is, but Mary Lou wrote to me today through Instagram and she said, when everybody else dreamed of Backstreet Boys, I was dreaming of yeah. the wonders. <laughs> yeah. The closest I've ever come to a fanatical boy band phase. I still listen to this soundtrack. A hundred percent me. Like, and I had a, ba a boy band phase, but it was a lot of fictional bands. I don't know what that what that says about me as yeah, a person. We're, we're obsessed with fictional bands. Yeah, like, living in the fictional world. And then the final thing I'll say, and then I'll let you continue. I'm just going to be the yes. interrupting. I'm going to be the interrupting yeah, cow absolutely. this entire yes. But the um, but the last thing I will say is that the so you were right in that Ethan Embry's character never actually gets a name. But years later, and I can't remember the exact date, but years later, Ethan Embry, who always assumed that TB stood for Tobias, named that character <laughs> Tobias. So we can call we can call the bass player TB player Tobias bass player. <laughs> I guess this is official. I'm still last gonna name. call him TB guy. Let's yeah. be honest, because that's that's just how I know and love him. Yeah. So it's, he, it's the character. He's always very quirky. <laughs> his movements are really funny. Like you're introduced to his funny quirkiness. It's super adorable. Like right off the bat, he just that's Ethan Embry. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so right away we see the band is trying to figure out what they're they need a band name for this college talent show that they're entering mm -hmm. um and they're throwing out different different band names uh like the head the hedgeman was it the henchman yeah the cordettes i think was one they, yeah. they, they had some yeah. like very terrible names <laughs> yes and uh then we see a uh, guy is working at his dad's shop and everybody's kind of hanging out outside of the store and 
you're like, we know that the drummer guy is going to be in this band, but how is he going to get into this band? Well, boys will be boys and boys will be stupid. I apologize to any of our male listeners. Boys in the sixties could be very stupid. Yes. Young, you know, like teens, twenties, not all of the brain cells firing. That's all for all teens, I would think, but Mm -hmm. in my personal experience, not the brightest crayon in the box. Um, so the boys are hopping, like frog hopping, um, parking hopping. meters. Yep. And, <laughs> and of course, Chad falls and breaks his arm. So they're like, hey, guy, can you join our band? Just one night, just for tonight. Uh, we're, we're desperate. And when they're practicing, you know, Jimmy is like, he's the band leader. He's a singer. He plays guitar and he's he, it's like, this slow this song way. and he's taking it so seriously and <laughs> yeah. you just see a guy is banging around on the drums like okay so that's it and they're like yeah that that took like chad like eight weeks to learn and he's like uh, I'll, I'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> but they come up live tyler's character Faye. she comes up with this idea and she's jimmy's girlfriend yeah. she comes up with this idea she's like oh my god you guys can be the wonders she's like you know like the beatles where it's they use the ea for yeah, beat for like beat, beatles yeah. <laughs> and you guys can be the wonders like the o-n-e wonders <laughs> and they're like that's it that's the band name brilliant mm-hmm. so they get to the talent show and there was this one character actor and i forgot to look up his name i know he was in like a jelly belly jelly bean commercial in the oh, 90s take me and back. he used to call him the jelly bean guy where are my jelly beans this is what i'm missing in <laughs> you my remember life right that? Now. yeah and he was a heckler he was a heckler at the oh, talent show i don't remember, remember like him specifically but yeah i'm i'm, I'm jonesing some <laughs> some jelly beans right now <laughs> well if you ever he was also in the i think the ocean spray commercials in the 90s oh those are cranberry too. guy all righty he's a cranberry <laughs> a cranberry jelly bean guy also heckler <laughs> so so when the band gets introduced at the talent show the host is like he's supposed to introduce the wonders and he's like and the oneaters i'm laughing because for those of you who are not hanging out in our live studio audience doc for the last like minute has just been like oh neaters (laughs) getting there doc i got you there is a cult following for this movie my friends the oneaters i love it oh man so good which becomes like a bit of a gag like a bit of a running joke in the movie yeah everybody just of course they're gonna read it phonetically and it's oneaters you know yeah I mean, they're not the Beatles. I know. And it's so funny because they like, they're not the Beatles, but like this entire movie has the whole Beatles. I don't know. I need another word other than vibe. (laughs) Yeah. The whole, and the whole like Beatlemania. Yeah. Exactly. We didn't call them fangirls or super fans or stands back in the day. It was Beatlemania. It was (laughs) Beatlemania. That's a way to describe. It is Oneater Mania. Oneater. (laughs) That was a hard one to say as well. Wonders. (laughs) The Wonders. Wonderland. There's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yep. They, um, They get up on the talent show. And for, I don't know, no reason why, no reason at all. Guys just like... He starts, he counts them off, and he just ups the tempo and yeah. makes this instead of a ballad, 
to a pop song. Well, he's he just he's, he's shades, you know. So he's just like, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play my way. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna do the way I, I sometimes do it. just hear music in my head, and I know how it's supposed to be, and this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, great song. I'm just speeding it up and give it to the band. They're good. They catch on super quick. There's like barely a blip, and it's an instant hit. Instant hit. That's going to be such a crap feeling for Jimmy, who like just desperately wanted his songs to work the way they were. And some punk upstart jazz drummer (laughs) makes him look like crap. Like that's got to just be, oh, like, yeah, but Jimmy's also extremely vain. So as soon as he sees that the crowd is going crazy, everybody's up dancing. They have those like the, the... MC and they have the the talent scale girl who literally is just like a woman pointing at a chart like are you bad or are you super good one of my favorites I feel like we need to bring that back we could just have that like in the background of like videos that we do on YouTube or like live videos it's just like are we okay today are we okay are we good are we good are we good (laughs) so Yes, Jimmy's furious, but he sees the success of the song and immediately they are hit up by a restaurant owner and he's like, I have this restaurant bar down by the airport. So <laughs> big shiny gig. He's like, I'll pay you guys. Hey, to paid come. gig. Yeah. Yeah, paid gig. So they instantly get a gig. Fantastic. The gig goes really well and the heckler is back and he is a fan now. But mind you, he does have to heckle them like, stop playing this crap. We want to hear that song. We don't like any of Jimmy's songs. Play that drummer song in the back. <laughs> so with the success of the, they're starting to get some like popularity. People around town know them. Like they're getting local fame. And mm-hmm. a guy's uncle uh, works in a church and happens to have some recording uh, equipment so they decide to cut an album and sell it for a buck because why not make a buck because the they 60s can. <laughs> and a buck yeah. would have been a lot of money no just Which kidding would have been an super okay amazing yeah i i yeah i feel like a dollar was probably a lot of money <laughs> in 1964 yeah. yeah i mean if you sold a bunch of them yeah yeah super cute cameo uh uncle his uncle bob i think it is yeah is uh Chris Isaacs. Yeah. You gotta have like a, yeah. a an Uncle Bob. <laughs> Which I didn't know if I knew that then, but re-watching it this week, I was like, oh, Wicked Games. <laughs> that, is kind of, that is kind of the fun of rewatching some of these movies is that at the time that you watched it or at the time that you watched it and rewatched it and rewatched it, you didn't necessarily know the entire catalog of some of these actors. <laughs> work so yeah it's neat to be able to be like oh yeah exactly exactly. also another great cameo in this uh small part guy's girlfriend is played by the ever beautiful charlie's theron oh yeah and this was tom fun fun fact alert (laughs) (laughs) we need like a fun voice over sound fun fact um yeah, the Charlize Theron script um, for this movie. This was the, I think, her first first like role, first serious role that she had. Actually, is signed by Tom Hanks, who declares that he will forever be the one that made her famous, <laughs> that like brought her into this world. So yeah, 
into the Good acting world, not, not her dad, <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> so with the success of this band now has residents at this local bar, Again, Steve Zen has these great lines, like the, the restaurant owner is like, hey, you Oneters are great. He's like, no, that's Onetters. <laughs> Again, he corrects him, but incorrectly. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> One of my favorite quips. Um, he Then uh, um, this guy comes up to them. He sees them, at the, buys their record, listens to them play, and basically asks around town, finds out where a guy works at this appliance store and goes to meet him. And is pulls up in this this Winnebago, like an, an RV that looks a, a little. It's a little no, not so fancy. Looks a little dirt, a little, a little dirt, a little dirt. Got it. He's like, "Hey, can I talk to you about your song? I represent Benz. I'm a manager. I would love if you guys hired me. I have this contract for you." And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna have to get my bandmates and like ask them." And they have this meeting in this guy's RV outside of Patterson's Electronics. <laughs> As you do. Sure. Yeah. As you do. <laughs> and it's so sketch. And you could see them being like, I don't know if this is a good idea. But, you know, being young kids. I mean, less wants kidnappings and serial killers in the 1960s. That wasn't even a term yet. So, I mean, really, you know. <laughs> So they, they sign and they're like, let's do it. So they end up, he, and the band manager says, look, if I can't get your song on the radio in the next like X number of time, uh, then, you know, rip up the contract, we're done. And this is one of, if not my favorite scene in the whole movie. Everybody has these like their earbuds in, they're listening to their little like AM radios, like, trying to find uh hear if their song's gonna come up and it does but just as tom everett scott a guy takes his out because he's working and his dad yells at him and but Liv tyler's the first to hear it and she just she's so cute emotes pure <laughs> joy yeah she freaks out and i literally like Every time I watch that scene, I'm like almost burst into tears because I'm so happy for them. And that's all her. <laughs> she did, forces you that emotion. Yeah. <laughs> she's running. She's running to the store to go see Guy. TB Guy is there. She grabs him. She's like, you're on the radio. You're on the radio. They run into the store. Obviously, there's lots of radios and record players and stereos and stuff. So they turn them on all over the store. They're jumping up and down and freaking out that their song is on the radio. You can see Guy's mom, who's usually like pretty, stands behind her husband, is is like actually super excited about it. <laughs> Do you think they have that same uh, vibe today? Like, I, I wonder uh, if... if like, cause I mean, it must, I mean, when there, when radio was like, at, I mean, not in its heyday, I guess when we were growing up, but, but certainly like still a powerful force, there was something super exciting about like catching your favorite song on the radio or like running to, you know, catch their favorite song. Cause you were trying to make a mixtape and you had to like run and like record it off the radio and then be able to stop it and then get the next one. So you'd be able to put together the perfect mixtape. Make sure there's you know, no commercials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just don't like have 
that all your anymore. eyes out when yeah. power goes out and you couldn't get Janet Jackson on it cut yeah. half song. You know, uh, like, no, my mixtape is ruined. Right? Like that would have been just I know that this is a pretend band. Everyone, I know that this is a pretend band, but this would have been such a beautiful moment for this band, you guys. This would have just been like the most epic possible thing. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the army I guy see pulled that, through. Uh, Doc has mentioned because of like a dollar in the 60s is equivalent to purchasing power to about ten dollars and three cents today. I know. See, so 10 it's bucks really for one single. Mm -hmm. It's really important to have vinyl record. Exactly. To have people <laughs> in the live studio audience because then they can do all the fact checking for you. And then Doc yeah. also says that the inflation rate over 63 years, 1960, was 1.72%. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. And Doc had a, I had a song on a radio in 1994. So there you go. It was an out-of-body experience, That's, he says. Yeah. Yes. It Wouldn't it be? And I find the cast just emulated that. They made that happen and they made you feel how important that was and how surreal it was for them. Yeah. Um, of course, Jimmy wasn't there celebrating until like the very end. Cause, no. Cause, ugh, Jimmy. Whatever. I mean, clearly Jimmy does not go down well in this movie because I, I am just openly hating him from from yeah. the beginning. I mean, we don't know what amount of potatoes that this movie will get at the end, but we know that Jimmy gets like half a potato, maybe like a quarter of a potato. <laughs> he has like no potatoes. Jimmy gets a rotten potato eye. Okay? He doesn't even get a potato. He certainly doesn't get a Christian tater. He gets like an, an no. old potato that we found somewhere. Maybe part of that. <laughs> That's what's happening with Jimmy. So then this movie takes them um, on the road. And they get to tour, which also another TV guy moment that I love when they're signing their possibly CD contract in the back of this dirt mobile. <laughs> to be clear, the guy, CD like gross, not CD like a, a CD. <laughs> I, I don't think most listeners would be like, oh cd as in compact disc they That's don't true. exist anymore <laughs> i mean i have a bunch oh uh, yeah but... i'm refusing to give that technology up <laughs> i mean speaking of the cd you did have the soundtrack on cd that we i still to do obsessively i should have brought obsessively. it in because i not only do i still have that but i have it in my blockbuster cd holder in my car because <laughs> when you worked at blockbuster as long as i did you got free merch you got free merch every time that you won employee of the month and i'm a keener so i have like every possible blockbuster merch imaginable i have like a duffel bag and a cd case and uh, cups and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff so yeah i have the, i yeah. I have it. I have no place to play it. I used to play them in my computer, but they don't have that anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm still a little upset that I have to get an external disk drive because I still like to watch DVDs. It's true. It's true. I know. <laughs> I hang on to my DVD player. I refuse to give that up. Actually, I still have my VHS player, which is fully how I watch this movie. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because I Mine... only have it on VHS. Mine is... <laughs> Mine does not work anymore, so I'm going to have to buy a new VHS player, which I feel like is going to be difficult. So The, the <laughs> trick is to get a VHS tape rewinder separate from your machine. Oh. It helps your machine last longer. Mine Pro is tips. in the shape of a red Corvette. A red car, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember it vividly. <laughs> so cute moment with TV Guy in the 
dirty RV is the manager's like, yeah, we could tour places. He's listing off a couple places. And then he says Pittsburgh and TB guy's like, Pittsburgh. And he's so excited about Pittsburgh. That's my vibe. I've I never been Pittsburgh. to Pittsburgh, but I'm like, is that really like it an is. travel it destination? It is not an exciting travel destination. And everyone other than TB guy and I would say that it is like eye roll, not the best place to visit, but it is so fun to visit everyone. There's so many fun things there. I had a blast. I did like a, a mini, a mini weekend trip with one of my friends who's a, uh, a travel agent like for like school groups to different American cities. And it was really fun. So we got to do all like all the school group stuff. So yeah, no, yeah. Pittsburgh is a remarkably fun city. <laughs> okay, well, I, so well I'm, I'll be excited as I'm TV with, guy if ever yes. I go. My best friend, my other best friend, Ethan Embry, and I are very big fans of Pittsburgh. Because I obviously, yeah. you know, he he and TB guy have the same feelings and thoughts and, and loves. Clearly. So yeah. Clearly. Clearly. So now they hit the road. They, they bomb their first show. Everything goes wrong when they're in front of a big audience in Pittsburgh. Uh, the the mics aren't on. The <sighs> MC there. is furious at them, like smoking cigarettes on the side stage, like piss, like just play something. Uh, and Guy gets stage fright. Mm-hmm. He gets stage fright, and he's just like he's offbeat. He he, and you need the drummer to carry. You, need- <laughs> you know. Anyway, it went very badly, but. They manage to, the the manager is like, you know what, I have somebody for you to meet, Mr. White, which is played by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks! He worked for a record label called Playtone, tone as in T-O-N-E. And uh, he's like, I want to sign you guys. (laughs) And sorry, um, Doc distracted me. He's like, Amazon has so many videos for distractions. Yeah, exactly. The best for distractions. Doc is selling me on, on all kinds of fun things. Uh, um, and they they end up, after some debate, and Jimmy's like, if we sign with you, are we going to immediately record another album? Because we need to immediately record another album. And everybody's like, Jimmy, calm down. Like, let's maybe get some tour dates, get some fans. If that goes well, maybe we'll record another album. He's like, I need to record another album. Anyways, they end up signing and then they get to go on state fair tours. Mm. So this is big and they're meeting big artists that they grew up listening to and hearing. They're just absolutely fanning when they meet all these like celebrities. Um, Jimmy immediately starts to distance himself from his girlfriend, Faye, who is on tour with them as their costume mistress. Yeah, as you do. I mean, at least she got to go. And, um... Which feels very unbelievable to me. Like, Liv Tyler is incredibly attractive and, like, the nicest possible person in this movie. And he's just like, I don't need to talk to you. I feel like in real life he'd be like... I don't need to not talk to anyone, (laughs) but you, please don't talk to me. Other women. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he starts to distance himself. He starts to try and intrude and impose on some of the bigger famous celebrities. And uh, he worms his way in with Diane, who's um, it's implied by Mr. White, the, the label manager that she's kind of on her way out 
And then we get this beautiful montage, and I love movie montages. I'm a sucker for it. Of their song, the the wonders. Now, oh, now they're officially the wonders, by the yes. way, because Tom Hanks is like, properly. "You're not Oneaters. That's ridiculous. You're wonders. Just plain, spelt normal Just wonders." Just spell it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So their song starts climbing the charts and you see it starts with them freaking out that they hit, I think, 91. So they're on the top 100 and they're just so excited. And it shows them touring and them practicing and getting different costumes. And then you see them in these gold suits and they have backup dancers. You know, like now they're actually they have a fan base. Mm. Money is going into them. They're being vested. Oh, and when they first do their first performance on this tour tom hanks does this brilliant thing where he gives guy the drummer some shades mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yes to make him look cool but i feel that it's also to try and help him put a barrier between him and the audience ah, so he doesn't get stage fright i like it and this is a theme i noticed that tom hanks is kind of like their tour dad. He's taking yeah, care of them. Tom Hanks is everyone's dad. <laughs> this is just how Tom Hanks America's rolls. Dad. America's dad. And he's taking care of these kids on tour. He's making sure they're okay. He's making sure Faye is not left behind. And then when their song hits, I think it's the top 20 on the charts, they realize that it's the fastest rising song on the Playtone charts ever mm -hmm. so they get to get off of this state fair tour mm -hmm. and go and be resident in california the headquarters of the record label and they're going to get to be in movies they're going to get to do a variety show kind of like an ed, ed sullivan ed type sullivan show, show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and they have all these opportunities they're going to be put up at a five-star hotel first class and um again jimmy's like okay but does this mean we get to sign like to record a record like um and anyways off they go uh there's this really sweet scene on the plane or even just before they get on the plane they're leaving the last venue of the state fair and there's all these fans and you really get this Beatlemania sense and they're yeah. screaming shades shades so guy is now known as shades mm -hmm. and tom hanks is like kid they're screaming for you put your shades on and let's go and they have to bolt and get into a cop car because their limo can't even get through to get to them yeah it's very mania you really feel like you're climbing on the cop up. car yeah. screaming crying like yeah, it goes oh, from it's fun amazing. to like fun to like almost scary where you're very scary you're so kind of like you can feel the energy and the excitement but also it's like right on that danger line yeah and then jimmy what does he do as they're all running and they're they they gotta be at least anxious about this crowd and the intensity of it so they're running and poor Faye gets left behind jimmy doesn't notice yeah. but shades does he goes back for her. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy doesn't deserve Faye, you guys. He just doesn't. <laughs> but Shades guy goes and saves her. He just he goes back and he's like, no, she's she's with us. And he grabs her. They propel her into the car. They're all safe. They're on the flight. She also on the flight ends up being really sick. She has a fever. And again, guy takes care of her. He Aww. tucks her in, tells her to lie down. Mm -hmm. 
And then they're having a band meeting on a different part of the plane. And he's like, hey, Jimmy, like your girl's like Faye's really sick. And he's like, okay, but are we going to record a song without missing a beat? No eye contact. Doesn't even care that his poor girlfriend has this horrible flu. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> so now we're in L.A. They get to be in a movie. Um, and it's one of those like wild, like 60s movies, like those beach movies, like beach party mm-hmm. movies, I think they're called. And it has the name Shrimp in it. So it's very like, again, fun, yeah. fa- fun fact moment, guys. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks actually wrote this entire script while he was doing like a promo tour for Forrest Gump. So this yeah. here is a nod back to Forrest Gump vibes. <laughs> to, yes. To name yes, this, it is. To name this fake movie after after Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> Bubba <laughs> Shrimp. Bubba Shrimp Co. Bubba. We'll have to rewatch that one. It's not at the top of mind. I'm sure Doc will correct me in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Duck, what was it called? It was- what was it called? Bubba, Bubba, I, Bubba Shrimp? Bubba, I want to say Gump, but that's not the right thing. It's Bubba Shrimp Isn't Company. Isn't there a chain of restaurants in the yes, U.S.? Yes, yeah, there are, yeah. I've never been. No, yeah. we don't have them in Canada. <laughs> so I I mean, we don't even have Olive Garden in Quebec, so I like it's not like a big thing that we don't have it here. <laughs> so um, they're filming it, and you can see Jimmy's like, this is below us. He is so pissed off that they are in these adorable little sailor suits, which of course, TB guy, instead of his little white, like, 60s, like, think like Vietnam, like Navy, 60s, like, white sailor hat, the ones that stand up, like they have like that sort of like almost cardboard oh, yeah. circle sits on top of your head. Yep. Well, he flipped the, the thing down and... Uh, it wears it like a bucket hat because I was like, of course, TV guy comes up with a bucket hat before there's bucket hats. I love him. Oh, Doc came through. Oh, it's Bubba Captain Gump's Beach right. and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. It's the name <laughs> of the real restaurant in South Carolina. And Bubba Gump is right. Thank you, Doc. Oh, uh, there you go. What and if you're in. Hawaii? If you're in Hawaii and in California, you can go to one. All right, next time I'm well, in either state. I'll yeah. just have to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Clearly, our, that's my next trip. <laughs> all right, listeners, we'll be right back <laughs> after this brief message. Yeah. So Jimmy basically pitches uh, one of his many hissy fits. Um, and Are we he, done with this guy yet? This guy needs to get he, out of the band. <laughs> you know, in my notes, I'm like, narcissist, narcissist. <sighs> Anyways, oh. we, we continue. Everybody else thinks it's fun. Um, oh, we I completely missed out. We have foreshadowing throughout this whole movie that this is going to be a one-hit wonder. A, the clue in Oneaters. Um, also, TB Guy announces that uh, he's joined the military just before they leave to go on tour. Sure, he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm being deployed in August. <laughs> It'd be so, so irritating. Like, You're like, hey, we finally just made it as a band. And then this yeah. guy's like, all right, see you later. So there's <laughs> a shelf life. And now that Jimmy and his ego is having all these little hissy fits and meltdowns, like you mm-hmm. really get the sense that that elation we felt earlier in the movie is starting <laughs> the to... roller coaster. We're going down now. Yeah. yeah. So sad. And you could tell that guy, he, know, he knows. He's the smart one. He knows it's coming. He senses it. He's gonna, but he's also hopeful. He's hoping it will last. Yeah. 
Uh, they have this, they do um, sort of, they do a photo shoot with the head of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really like a mind blowing experience for them. They're just standing there. A photographer takes pictures of them. Everybody's talking around them. Like they don't exist and they're not at all important because they're not, <laughs> they only have one hit out so far. Yep. Um, they meet the owner and he takes the pictures and then he walks off and Jimmy who thinks he's God's gift goes up to this guy. And he's like, I'd like to talk to you about my artistic and like. Integrity. plans for yeah. future albums and he basically flips out the guy's like who is this little shit get him away from me which i was like yes <laughs> does that knock jimmy down a peg absolutely not he just no. throws more hissy fits mm -hmm. so over that mm -hmm. then they do they finally get their sort of ed sullivan their variety show moment which is like the biggest deal this is like the whole country at the very least, and wherever it's syndicated to, is going to see this band. They're going to meet this band, not just hear their song on the radio. Yeah, this is the YouTube of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> that's not why YouTube was connected. That has to do with Janet Jackson, but that's another story. <laughs> that we probably won't get into on this podcast. Oh. Um, so they get their Ed Sullivan moment. And one of my favorite things is you see Guy's family watching back home and being so excited. Aww. And Chad is actually there, kind of seems like he might be dating Guy's sister now and still with his yeah, cast in his arm. Exactly. He just kind of like like move, moves in as like friends. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's yeah. super cute family moment. And you can yeah, see right. he's like his <laughs> crusty dad is like also really kind of excited oh yeah 60s and dad vibes he's just like i'm proud of you but i'm not gonna tell you to your face <laughs> yeah like red foreman from that 70s yes yep. show yep. slash for younger listeners that 90s show yeah the 90s show <laughs> <laughs> and when when the guys finally get on and they're performing they lose it and it's in the best way possible so cute even the dad turns it up which he keeps telling guy to turn the volume down and dad cranks the volume mom jumping up and down they're singing dad puts on some sunglasses Aww. and drumming on everything like we're full circle so <laughs> precious yeah again this movie just makes me happy it is like, it's a happy the biggest movie theme about this movie for me my biggest takeaway is i'm like it just makes me happy it makes me feel joy it, yeah, it's just, yeah, I know. I know it's supposed to be sort of this, like, again, with our 90s theme of coming of age movies and kind of the yes. the rise and fall of this, like, trope of, you know, of what it's like to be famous or what it's like to be a one you know, hit wonder, a one hit wonder. But you're right. Yeah. Like, it just has such like other than Jimmy, who just <laughs> we're clearly not fans of, but you know you need a bad guy in every movie. Uh, but there definitely in my notes, I have some some choice <laughs> words for Jimmy that I don't think we're allowed to our, say. Even our on show YouTube. notes for all of these episodes should just be like your angry notes where you're like, I hate that guy, <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, yeah, no, so, I, I I think it 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 is. You're right. It's a feel good, happy movie. Yeah, and I mean, it does have that coming in age quality, too, where you could see that guy at the beginning of the movie, he's living his safe life. Oh, yes, with his safe girlfriend who broke up with him um, because she's not interested in the music and she met a really cute dentist. Yeah. Um, so she breaks up with him before he goes on tour and he kind of has this like his safety 
bubble burst. Mm hmm. But there's this exciting new future that he's going into. So there mm -hmm. is that whole very coming of age thing yeah. happening. Um, and now with the band, he's realizing, oh, and when they do the Ed Sullivan thing, uh, they can't find TB guy. No. He, he's gone. He's, he's not gone. there. He doesn't show up. So they have a I mean, replacement. He doesn't have a name. So <laughs> he doesn't really they owe actually, them anything. They do show us where he went. He went to <laughs> Disney World with some like army guys that he one of my all-time favorite moments in this movie they're just like he's nowhere to be found and he's just yeah he's having fun tv guy is always living his best life whether he's yeah. mark in empire records or tv guy in this movie he's just yeah he's living his also, best life props to tv guy he is obsessed with the chanterelles in this movie which is like this gorgeous sort of like kind of diana ross oh yeah Totally. Like Supremes like, kind of band yeah. that they were touring with, and he's Glam just absolutely yep. in love with them. Yep. I'm like, you go, TV guy. <laughs> like, good choice in music. Uh, oh. So, like again, more cracks. You know, Jimmy's messing up, but Jimmy's being a dick. Um, the TV guy disappeared because he was at Disney World or Disneyland, um, like on Splash Mountain or whatever the Disneyland version of Splash Mountain is. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I know. I've never even been to Disney World. The fact that I know that there's something called Splash Mountain is just from American movies. So. Sure, yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you American movies. <laughs> You've helped Canadians since the 90s and yeah. earlier. Yep. Um, so they have a replacement. And then after this, uh, they, they end up being like, you know what? This was so great. The audience loved it. You're doing well. We're going to record a new album. And it flashes to the studio, uh, not just to the studio. When they, sorry, I missed the most, like one of the more key uh, elements. Uh, when they're so, so this start is the Paul podcast Hanks, over. <laughs> I'm sorry, podcasters. <laughs> so when Colin Hanks escorts Faye down to her seat, uh, this is yeah, where it happens. Which we missed um, in he's our an rewinding. Usher for this Ed Sullivan show, and he, so she's watching it, and when they introduce all the guys. They call like Lenny, they call him Leo, the guitarist. And then there's the Wolfman, the bassist. And also this bassist, is it a thing against bassists? They don't get names? Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> and then they show um, shades and it's like they really pan into him. And it's like this ah moment because Tom Hanks knows that this is it's kids where the money's the at. talent. Like yeah. This is the one yeah. that they want to invest in. Mm hmm. And then they show Jimmy and it says, watch out girls, he's engaged. And Jimmy sees it on the screen, like on the playback, I guess. Mm -hmm. And Faye sees it and she's like, oh, so shocked. When they get back to the changing room after the performance, he rips into her. Yeah. Like makes her feel as small as possible. And she is an icon because she takes a moment, she's shocked everybody comes in mr white is the tom hanks he's like okay hey, this is the future plans we're going to start recording and she's like can i have a moment i want to say something and she gives him this like soliloquy of a breakup <laughs> and basically my favorite line from it is shame on me for kissing you with my eyes so tight it's closed so tight mm -hmm. i'm like yes and she's like, you are never allowed to speak to me again. I don't yeah. ever want to see you again. And then she walks off. Yep. Then now they're in the studio. Um, 
and Jimmy quits. He doesn't want to play by the label's rules. He doesn't want to record the song in other languages. He doesn't, he doesn't need them. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't want to play, you know, snappy, upbeat songs. He wants to do all of his love ballads, which are shit. But yeah. also his ballad that from earlier in the movie. So every scene where the band played, we got a different song, um, mm -hmm. except for that thing you do we heard twice in the movie yeah yep mm -hmm. and um you do hear some of the ballads that they're they're okay but really they're not they're not snappy <laughs> <laughs> who likes an unsnappy song in a fun movie come on yeah so he quits um and that basically that's it the whole band is dissolved um yeah. early like slightly before this to backtrack the night that TB guy goes missing with these army guys that he bumps into, um, not missing, that sounds ominous. He went to Disney, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> when they were having fun in Disneyland? Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, guy, he goes uh, to a jazz band, uh, yeah. a jazz club. club, which he gets, he gets the recommendation from one of my favorite characters actually in the movie, Lamar, who is the the like concierge at the hotel that they're staying at he's yep. like i'm lamar and this is my hotel let me take Love care of concierge. you he's <laughs> the best yep. he just he takes care of faye when she checks in all by herself and she's sick he he makes sure she has soup sent up to her room Aww. he you know he tells uh lenny the best place to go in vegas and gets him a car like rents him a car to go out there with his uh ex-playboy buddy he meets clearly um this that's where lenny disappears to he gets married in vegas <laughs> doesn't come back um and when guy who we establish in the first scene is a huge jazz fan his favorite jazz music musician is del paxton um, fictional characters yeah, don't you and he goes <laughs> to this club and Lamar tests him he's like you want to go to a jazz club he's like okay white boy he's like who recorded on this track and guy answers the question he's like oh, okay you're going to a jazz club <laughs> so he sends him to this club and guy is just in awe there's this trio just having a jam session playing it's amazing he drinks uh rita wilson is the the um the the hostess in mm -hmm. the club who's serving him drinks she looks gorgeous she has these like long black gloves and that sort of 60s like how the waitresses all used to dress up fancy in the clubs i was like yeah. oh, love it and she's flirting shamelessly with him too the whole time and he's just getting drunk and then she's like she happens to mention while the the band is on a break they're like, oh, she, she's like, I don't know if they'll get back up because to perform because they're talking to to Del Paxton. And he's like, where? <laughs> Absolute fangirl moment. Like, you know, it's his Beatlemania. Yep. And she's like, oh, God, I've lost you. She's like, do you want me to introduce you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, meets him. And it, they, you know, he puts up with the kid. He... Dell is just so nice and they chat business and he gives him the best advice ever. He's like, bands come and go so easy, so fast. He's like, oh, I've only been with him for two months. He's like, yeah, I've been with bands where two months was too, too many. Yep. You know, he's like, you play your music, you hold on to your 
talent you with your loves and he's like and save your money <laughs> he's like because the bands <laughs> bands don't last yep he's like the smallest things can set you guys off make you guys hate each other annoy you so now we know like the band is really done yeah um they are the one hit wonders <laughs> really yep and super cute um rita wilson uh marguerite has this line where she's like because now he's drunk super late and he's just all about del pax and stars in his eyes and she's like well now you're useless to me <laughs> walks off she is incredible and what makes yeah. this movie even more fun so for the the minus one of you out there that don't know she is married to tom hanks yes. but there was hilarious backstory fun facts all around the fact that there was the character the the man who plays shades the, many people thought he looked too much like tom hanks and so he almost didn't get the role and she actually talked tom hanks into hiring him anyway because she thought he was cute Obviously. which just makes me happy and then later while they were filming the movie tom hanks was just sitting eating somewhere kind of like you know off off screen while, while other stuff was happening and she was dressed in her waitress outfit you know <laughs> either, bef either before or after scene and came over and brought him a glass of water and he didn't recognize that it was her and thought the waitress was cute <laughs> so they're just like <laughs> in in love with each other like inadvertently throughout this movie which just makes me so incredibly happy and i love that she just gets her flirt on in this movie with oh, yeah. like a young yeah. carbon copy of her husband exactly like, she's like i'm just flirting with my husband in the past <laughs> it's wonderful yeah so that um after the recording session tom hanks tells guy that he can hang out in the studio for a bit if he wants and like but he has to be out of the hotel by tomorrow and for obvious reasons the band is dissolved the band is done yeah yeah and uh so he's kind of mopey he picks up his sticks he goes to the drums he just hammers something out and he the the guy in the, the recording side of the studio is like hey what is that do you want me to lay it down like He's like, oh, it's basically nothing. He's like, it's I'm Spartacus. That's what I'm calling it. And they laugh. And then Del walks out because Del Paxton was there. He heard it. He's like, you want to jam with me? Aww. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then Del is like, hey, <laughs> record this, by the way. Aww. So he got to keep that. And I was like, oh, I mean, like his band completely exploded. But he got to keep yeah. A recording of him and his all-star favorite. Um, yeah, well, in the end, the movie is less about the band as no. much as it is about fame and following your dreams and realizing your potential and finding yourself. So in the end, it is a coming-of-age story. <laughs> and realizing who are the important people in your life. Mm -hmm. So more of my spoons. I'm going to call them my spoons when I go, ee! when I watch a movie, which I, I actually do. Love it's like a story. really smooth word. Love, love story. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, he gets back to the hotel and he's carrying his recordings. And Lamar is like, you know, Faye's leaving. And he's like, what? Where is she? He, and Lamar physically pushes Guy into Faye's direction. I'm like, Sometimes you go, need Lamar. A, a wizened old man to be like, you need to make this work now, right now. Go, go. <laughs> Even 
Tom Hanks's character, Mr. White, was pushing them together this whole Aww. movie. And as she's packing up her luggage, she sees a picture of Guy, her, Aww. and Jimmy. She's and Jimmy's like moment. not even looking. He's sitting further apart. The two of them are close together. Yeah. You could tell she kind of, she's like, oh, like he's my best friend, best friend vibes. Like I love him. <laughs> and when you see like he, they, they're talking in the cafe as she's ready to leave and she gives him a hug and you could see that moment where he knows he's in love with her and his heart is like pounding out of his chest. Oh, uh, good. Good at emoting guys. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the efforts you put in your job. <laughs> and then they walk off like she walks off and then he's like, he doesn't know what to do. And he's just kind of staring at her. And then he goes up to her. He's like, when was the last time you were properly kissed? And she says 1961 and she'd been oh. dating Jimmy for two years. So it was like before that, before that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kisses her and that's basically Yay! the end of the movie. Yay! We oh. do get these cute little like photos at the end of like, where are they now? And it ends up that guy and Faye get married uh, later that year. Mm. Um, they raise their kids in Venice, California, Venice Beach, California, and obviously he obviously. does his music. As Dell had, Dell kind of was like, "Stay in California. You could play your drums like yeah. in these jazz clubs." And it seems that he does. And then they retire, and he opens the a music school. A music school, just so <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, TV guy did a couple of tours at Vietnam. He got a Purple Heart, and he's a contractor in florida like a, a construction worker yep. in florida which okay you do sure. utv guy love you <laughs> lenny he is uh his marriage in vegas did not pen out oh, come on, but he's now a manager at a vegas hotel perfect still single ladies and the one thing about this movie that genuinely upsets me is that jimmy does really well no. for himself you just we just old records becomes a famous producer and it makes me want to punch him in the face. This is where like you it, it's like when this the the VHS goes crazy and it's like cut and we just don't hear that part. Yeah, exactly. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> My biggest note about Jimmy is he's a sociopath or high functioning <laughs> sociopath with narcissistic personality disorder. <sighs> yep. Jimmy exactly but, thank god for everybody else in the movie which again that just means the actor did a really good job if i hate him this much this many years later decades later yeah yeah a few See? decades later <laughs> you did good <laughs> all right i'm looking through i think we covered almost all of our facts let's just double check all right so yeah, we yep. more facts? yep yep um well I, we didn't cover this one the four actors that play the wonders actually learned yeah. how to play instruments they played instruments together but they still yeah. unfortunately dubbed over them with actual musicians. But that's okay. They still know how to play. Then that's that's half of it. They did play, and I think they did sing. I think Jimmy actually did sing it, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one's my favorite. Okay, we'll end on this fun fact because I think I covered all the rest of them. But, okay, so we mentioned that this was the first time that Tom Hanks directed a movie, which is epic. And the only reason that Tom Hanks ended up directing a movie, or this movie specifically, is because yeah. he went trick-or-treating with Sean Penn and Arnold Schwarzenegger and they talked him into it because they thought that he would learn how to be a better actor by directing which is a hundred percent true but I just want to be there trick-or-treating with Sean Penn I love that Arnie is giving out advice 
like, like Arnie gave out advice on being a better actor. I'm like, Arnie is very good at what he does, but he does that one thing. Well, probably Which, more Sean as, Penn than Arnold, but I just love that the three of them were trick-or-treating together. Like, can you imagine A yeah. being in that neighborhood, like with those three wandering around together and, and be like being in that like kid group of kids where you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just made me incredibly happy that this movie that makes me incredibly happy yeah. came out of that absolutely brilliant moment. <laughs> the people in the our amazing live studio audience are are agreeing that all of these actors are incredible with exception of yeah. jimmy and that trick-or-treating with oh. sean penn would be the best really like yes. so sean penn if you're watching we are there we will go and trick-or-treating out, with you shout out to doc for the info um apparently jonathan scheich Sorry again for pronunciation. Jonathan, we don't like your last name no, <laughs> or your the face. Guy, he got typecast because of this. And it's true. He basically he plays a sociopath in everything. He was too He's good. been a serial killer more than once. I believe it. See? I, now I'm starting to believe he might actually be. He might. He's not. I'm sure he's lovely. <laughs> he's lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways. Again, I mean, it's a, he's a good actor. And yeah, maybe he should have skipped this, but I'm glad he didn't because he was so good in Because you needed someone to hate. I mean, you just needed someone to hate. Ugh. Someone to break Faye's heart so that she could end up with the right person at the end. <laughs> yeah. Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Junior Tom Hanks. Yes. Also Tom. Baby Tom. <laughs> baby yes. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I, you know what? I'm putting it out there in the universe. I think Liv Tyler and Ethan Embry need to do a rom-com like <gasps> right now. Oh, that would be really good. Obviously, you two are watching, so you should really think about that. It could be set in the 90s, but be filmed now. I, I'm believing oh. in it. Tom Hanks could write it when he's on his next press tour. <laughs> it's going to be great. We, yeah, it could be our... like, you got mail too. It could be. It could be like, you got mail, but like better. <laughs> you get text. We can, we can really bring it up to the... Well, no, then it wouldn't be set in the 90s. I've ruined, no. I've ruined the plot. You got I'm not page. allowed to write it. You got, you got paged. That sounds like <laughs> negative, like something has happened to you. You've been paged. Oh, my gosh. You got beat. You could have an entendre there. <laughs> All right. Oh, we didn't go through our memes. Well, people who are listening, you don't get to see these memes, which is why you should be hanging out with us on YouTube. But yes. there are some good ones. And again, Steve's on killing it with all of the absolutely incredible moments in this movie are all Steve Zahn related. Uh, Just couldn't, just can't stop singing this gosh darn song. It's been caught in my head for forever. I'm really bummed that we can't just play it over and over again in the background as we talk. So just imagine that it's there. And if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, please just go listen to the soundtrack. You'll want to watch the movie. We're too poor. We can't afford music. Yeah. Which (laughs) is also a fun fact from this episode. Like Tom Hanks. We cannot afford music, so we have, we have we have done it. You know, it's just us and Tom Hanks. I just yeah, alone in our principles. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, well we should get to the wonders, as in I wonder what happened to the Oneaters. Just great, just fantastic. Steve's on. And again. Uh... We see here in our comments, Steve Zahn was a real singer-songwriter and a guitarist, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found also awesome. on, like, Pinterest and Tumblr, there's tons and tons of old backstage photos from this movie, and they're all playing instruments. Like, you could see Liv Tyler playing guitar. Uh, like, the whole... Like, they were a band, and they worked and traveled as a band. Like, it was fantastic. I would love... experience. I would love a reunion. <laughs> yes, it's time for a reunion. 
All right, it's time for us to give a potato review. It should come as no surprise since once again, as a reminder, we are only doing our favorite movies for the first few episodes of this podcast. But let's let's do, uh, do we have a drum roll? Oh, I don't know if I have a drum roll in here. Oh, I do. All right, all right, hang on, I got it. I got to stop this sound effect. We're learning technology on the roll, on the... <laughs> we as in Katie. We as in Katie, technology, technology for the win. Okay, this might be too loud. Are you ready? Five Christian taters for this movie. I know everyone is surprised. Everyone's just like amazed at how many Christian taters are in this movie. But way to go, that sound effects for everyone you did a fantastic job recapping this entire movie it's almost like i did the homework and watched it but we all know i didn't so next week. <laughs> thank you for the fun facts <laughs> oh my gosh okay all right so i was gonna say that because we have a live studio audience this week yes. they get to pick what our next movie is but before we even got there doc gave us an amazing suggestion so Doc said, and he's going to win our next movie. And I will watch this one because I have time this week. Can't hardly wait. Ethan Embry. No Liv Tyler in that one. No, but there's a Jennifer Love Hewitt. But there is Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I feel like it's close. It could have been Liv Tyler, but it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. And that's okay. That's okay, everyone. It's going to be amazing. All right, Doc. You're on. <laughs> We're going to watch that one next. I already we- know some fun facts about this movie. Get prepared, guys. Oh, oh, we can trade. You can do the fun facts and I'll be forced to watch the movie and do the review. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, as usual, you have wasted another hour hanging out with us here at the VHS Yay. Club. Thank you so much from all of us, from the Oneaters, from our live studio audience. If you like this episode, be sure to join us next week. We stream live in front of our incredible studio audience on youtube 9 p.m eastern on thursdays but if you're like heck no i don't want to see your faces you can always listen to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms i i think i have now added all of them i'm i'm learning as i go i think they're all there so if you like apple Podcasts, we're there if you like spotify we're there we're spotify video as well because we're awesome And I even added Google Podcasts because that's Natalie's favorite. So if one of those, then (laughs) then we are 100% there. If one of the other ones, I think I added. So, you know, hey, there you go. And we now have our fancy email address. So once again, if you want to suggest an upcoming movie, Doc won this one because he was here hanging out with us. But the following week, you could recommend a movie. Yeah. Thank you. I love having to not Google while I'm doing this live. <laughs> live fact checked and the wonderful moderators who normally hang yeah, out with me on the guys, ECAM streams. All of you, awesome. Thank you all for all of your comments and your input. Yes. Super fun. Absolutely awesome. And yeah, yeah. Send us emails with recommendations or drop them in the comments. Um, if you're watching on replay, our email address is the VHS Club Pod at gmail.com. We will answer you because we created it. So hey, we're in. <laughs> and uh, can't hardly wait till next week. <laughs> oh, Doc, I did. I did at Amazon Podcast just for you. Just, I I think. I'm pretty sure I did. Double check. Double check to keep it real. We, uh, think- we may need to make the upgrade and move over to Captivate pretty soon here because, because the other unnamed tool we're using is so much harder to use (laughs) (laughs) my learning experience is over and we will uh we may have to make the change sometime soon but thanks for hanging out nat bff night complete yes have a good one (laughs) see you next week see you next week
Oh, no, I lost my mouse. <laughs>